Jim, whatever I do, I do it to protect you. So you understand? I understand. Rebellion is all that remains to push back the Empire. You think you might be able to help us? When was the last time you were in contact with your father? What is this? It appears he is critical to the development of a super weapon. If my father built this thing, we need to find him. All right. How many do I need? They are requesting a call sign. It's, um, Rogue. Rogue One. The power that we are dealing with here is immeasurable. If the Empire has this kind of power, what chance do we have? We have hope. Rebellions are built on hope. Hold of this moment. The force is strong. Make ten men feel like a hundred. We'll take the next chance. And the next time. You're all rebels, aren't you? Save the rebellion! Save the dream! Welcome to Star Wars Rant Podcast. This is episode 16. I'm Brian Seddon, and I'm joined by Chad Viss. Skull Vikings. Did you say school Vikings? Skull Vikings. Skull Vikings? Yeah. I don't understand. And Brian North. Greets. <laughs> you stole Chad's... Nice. Uh, Good. No. Chad's well greeting, Well done, huh? sir. Well done. I don't have a good Alec Guinness impression. I have a decent Dobby, and my Chad's intro is pretty decent. (laughs) Spot on. There you go. Um, So, yeah, welcome aboard. We are Dave Manless today. Um, ah, uh, For those who uh, keep up with the podcast, um, he was on episode 15 last week. Now, I do apologize. I realize there were some editing errors with episode 15. By the time that you've listened to episode 16, episode 15 should uh, be fixed. So go back. Enjoy a uh, error-free Dave Mann uh, special guest episode. And, and my apologies to Dave Mann. Uh, first time on our show, and I totally uh, I totally jack it all up for him. So uh, Totally dropped the force ball. Yeah, so first class or no class here at Star Wars Rant Podcast. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, I apologize to anybody that was affected by that. Um, but welcome aboard to episode 16. A lot going on. Um, 
if uh, today we actually, you know, a little behind the scenes, I know we don't usually post these podcasts to like Saturday, maybe sometimes Sunday, if you're lucky, maybe a Friday. Um, usually, though, we record these on Thursday nights. And just so happens today is October 13th, um, Thursday. And if uh, you are a Star Wars fan, you know that the new and final Rogue One trailer came out today. Um, so it was pretty sweet. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Rebels Episode 3, um, the Antilles Extraction, and um, talk about some other news that came out this week. And then uh, we'll, we'll have our Searching the Archives, a new segment called Skywalker Sound with B-Nob. have no idea what that is, so we'll find out together. And our question of the day. So without further ado... What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, buddy? Did you guys happen to catch the new trailer? Yes. Yes. I'm pretty sure uh, as soon as it was released, I received the text messages from Chad saying, please watch this now. So I didn't see it today. Multiple times. Yeah. So how many times have you watched it, B-Nob? Um... I watched it six times, and I and I paused on the Darth Vader part like eight times. <laughs> With the the smoke coming out, yeah, I watched it four times myself. Ah, we're tired. I watched it four times as well, and, and as soon as I got home, um, I actually forced my children to watch it. See, I didn't have to force my children. They begged me to watch it. So, but you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't have any children, but I'm sure they would have begged me to watch. So you made your, <laughs> your wife future watch children, it, right? yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was it was. Uh, so my first impression was it was the best trailer out of out of the other trailers that we've seen for it. Um, I don't know what in there definitely, was definitely definitely the most story. I think yeah, the most dialogue. Yeah, a lot yeah. of dialogue. I don't know what in there was uh, from the reshoots and what wasn't, but uh, you know, Who I was cares? I was taken aback by the, uh, you know, some of the shots. I thought again, were it looks like a pretty film, you know, a, a really good visual um, to watch, and then um, it, it looks action packed. It looks like a good story, and yeah, I thought um, the use of Vader and not not hearing him talk. Um, I thought that was very well thought out um, because we're all dying to hear that James Earl Jones voice booming at us in that Darth Vader suit, but uh, we still have to wait for the movie to go see that. So I'm more excited now than, than, than I've been for the movie. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was real exciting. Um, my wife watched it. She said she got chills. My, my, I may have teared up a little bit even, so I'm real excited. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I think it's going to be a really good uh, a really good part of the Star Wars, you know, um, storyline. Um, it looks um, I'm I'm pumped. So I I actually and this sounds weird and and, and but I'm just going to say it. I'm I feel like I'm more excited about this than I was after seeing Force Awakens. If that makes any sense. You're more excited for Rogue One than you were for what after Force Awakens. So in other words, the feeling I got after the Force Awakens, you know how you, you know how like, yeah, oh, that was a great movie. I, yeah, I feel like 
I'm, I'm more excited to see this in, in a sense that it, it actually, I think I might actually enjoy it better. Hmm. Because of the the original trilogy kind of time frame, you know, maybe feel. it's because it has that feel. Yeah, I mean, you're seeing a yeah. lot of the the you know elements of the original trilogy in in regards to the vehicles and the garb, you know, the wardrobe, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, you see Vader. Um, so maybe that psychologically, subliminally, maybe that's hitting me. Um, sure. So, anyways, uh, I'm pretty pumped. Yep. Vader being involved definitely. Have, knowing he's not going to be probably as Vader anyway in any of these, you know, seven, eight, or nine, it's kind of cool to know that he's going to be in this movie. Regardless of how prominent his role will be, he'll be there in his, you know, just the ominous presence of Vader. Right. I mean, I really enjoyed the trailer itself. And I, I'm with Brian. Like, I'm not, like, I grew up with the prequels and, you know, I was never around to see the original trilogy. And I just wish that the prequels had that same feel that this movie has. Just, it's got that new, new. It's something brand new, but it's just. It, I, I feel like it's so connected to the original trilogy, and the visuals are great. I I read an interview with Felicity Jones this week about her kind of setting the record straight about the reshoots, and she all she said was, you know, they just they were in the editing room and they noticed some things, and they said, you know, that's something that we can make better and you know, and, and improve these certain areas to have a better flow of the movie. And, you know, I just, I just, I'm glad that they're just putting so much extra effort in it to just give us the best possible product at the end of the day. So I will, I will say negative. Um, and it, it actually relates to being up something you said, um, you know, the other day on, on one of the podcasts about, um, well, Chad, you asked the question, um, and being Ab, you kind of talked a little more about Star Wars in relation, but do trailers give away too much? And there was a couple things in there, at least two scenes. I felt like, eh, you know what, they could have saved that for the movie. One was um, showing uh, Jen Erso being broken out of the prison um, because before then, I don't, I don't know that we knew um, that she was broken out of a, of a prison. From the rebels and then the other one would be Saul Guerrero and his leg again I don't know much about the character maybe that's well known but I I didn't know that you know he had a, his uh, a missing leg and a robotic leg similar to like what Darth Maul uh, is sporting at least foot wise anyway um, hmm. but uh, I felt like those are two elements they could have kept um, you know as a, as a Surprise! I don't know if surprise is the right word, but they didn't have to give those details away. But um, yeah, yeah. They also threw out the movie's title in oh. the in the dialogue. Yeah, we need a call sign. Bodhi. Rogue. Yeah. Rogue One. Yeah. It's like rah, rah, cheesy. <laughs> yeah. But well, there was one other cheesy f- moment. One other cheesy moment. And again, I don't, you know, when you see these trailers, a lot of it's just kind of spliced together. So I'm sure it's not, yeah, I'm sure it's not actually, uh, you know. um, As cheesy as it comes across. Right, exactly. These two points might not even be connected, but there's one point where Felicity Jones or Jen Erso says uh, uh, something about, you know, we have hope, you know, because of the force or or something like that. Yeah, like is about hope or something. Yeah, and then it (laughs) immediately cuts to the scene of, of the mall, you know, of the group standing kind of like in a, in a U shape. And they all kind of just have this cheesy look like, Oh yeah. You know? And 
If you play it back, you'll see what I'm talking about. They're all um, jumping in the air holding the Death Star plans. Yeah, cheer up. Like, Focus yeah, in on cheer up. You know, he kind of looks like he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Hope in the Force. Oh, yeah. You know, it was a cheesy moment, I thought, in the trailer. But but overall, again, a couple minor things. But overall, the I thought it was a great trailer. So. Um, I'm going to go back to what I said when we first started talking about Rogue One on the podcast. I know me and Brian have talked about this, but just the what I love, the feel that I get after every trailer is that this movie is feeling more and more like a war film. Like it just it's a, it's a war epic and you just get caught in the middle of this rebellion and an empire going at each other and it just kind of builds more to to the to what the original trilogy was, if anything. And you know, one thing that I really notice in this is just like a a group of these people just banding together to you know rebel against this this empire but what i got to thinking was that this is the first generation of people that have ever had to fight a war before i thought about the generation before in the prequels how it was a clone army and and the jedi and versus a bunch of droids you know it wasn't really you had you had those you had certain officer leaders but in terms of in combat it was it was clones versus battle droids. There was no ever any tension there because, you know, it's, you know, who cares if we lose another clone? Who cares if we lose another battle droid? And these are kind of people who are fighting a war for the first time in their life hmm. and have and having to come out of their own. Another, you know, the reason I thought of that is because they have that one scene where you kind of see an old Jedi statue kind of buried in the sand. Yeah, I don't know cool. if you guys noticed that. Yep. And this is like the first time that they don't they don't have the keepers of the peace, the Jedi, you know, fighting their battles for them. These are the people that have to get down and dirty and, and go out there and, and win their own freedom. Yeah. That's a good point. It's a good thought. So, uh, thumbs up from the group. It seems like, um, December 16th can't get here soon enough. So, um, I'm sure you, by now everybody's seen it, but obviously it's on our Facebook page it's on the Twitter page as well um at star wars rant and uh star wars rant podcast on facebook so moving right along uh let's talk rebels um episode three was uh came out saturday the antilles extraction um and obviously referencing mr wedge antilles um we got some new canon history for Wedge, um, not to be confused with Biggs. I think a lot of us confuse him and uh, Wedge and Biggs. Biggs is the one with the mustache. Wedge is mustacheless. Okay, that's how you keep them apart. Um, huh. But anyway, um, so this was all about Wedge. Um, it also though had uh, two other um, guys in it that. Uh, are, are important to uh, the story. Well, at least one hobby. Are you guys familiar with hobby at all? I was trying to think of who that was. So later. he makes a brief appearance in empire strikes back. Um, it's, you know, you, if you blink, you miss him. Probably if you Google it, you'll probably see it online. Um, but I guess he's more popular in the legends and the expanded universe. Um, okay. So for those that are, you know, really into the EU, they know him pretty well. Um, and then there was another guy named Rake, but spoiler alert, Rake does not make it. So, 
But um, anyways, this episode, just a quick recap, saw us, um, saw Sabine um, go in to the uh, Imperial Trainee um, uh, Academy where they're training pilots um, to fly interceptors, tie interceptors. Um, and there's there's word that there's some trainees that want to defect to the uh, rebellion. So she's there to kind of sniff that out, see who those are, and help them defect. And Sabine um, finds Wedge and Tilly's hobby and rake. And um, uh, she um, puts a plan in place to help them get out. And you guys can feel free to jump in if I'm missing something. But basically... Um, as they're trying to, and I'm going to leave some of the stuff out, but as they're trying to, uh, escape the Academy, um, Callus, uh, makes an appearance and he actually helps them escape. He says he's repaying, um, them for Zeb, um, saving his life back in season two, but, um, he helps them escape. Um, they end up escaping, um, Wedge, Javi and Sabine do, um, end up back with the uh, rebel alliance um we do see that there's a new fulcrum and we learned that um so if you watch season two obviously we heard that fulcrum was um ahsoka and um this episode we learned that um anybody who is a uh, uh a spy for the rebel alliance i guess or an informer is called a uh, fulcrum um, so there's a new one and there's some clues to who he is or, or not clues, but there's a lot of thought on who he is and we'll talk about that. Um, but, uh, that was, that was basically the, the episode. Um, we didn't get a lot of Ezra or Kanan didn't see any Thrawn. Um, what am I missing guys? I think that was most of it that I can remember. Right, I think it has some. This episode had some tidbits of like adding wedge and building up, you know, adding more recruits to the rebellion. Obviously, talking about that new spy that's feeding them information. But you know, other than that, I don't really know of any other. um, I I didn't really feel like this. Besides building on what was already there, I didn't really feel like this episode as much as even the last episode did of moving moving the season forward um any progression of story you know they had that that big reveal in the last episode and i don't really feel like there was any we got anything any step closer to what that is i feel like what's his, the guy that helped them escape what would you say his name was again yeah i feel like he not only did he do that to you know kind of pay back for what zeb did but also feel like he doesn't really like what's her face the what do they call her the governess or whatever uh was it price was that her was name it? i can't remember i believe so but i feel like because even when uh you know they're captured and she, she says well someone finally able can can do your job finally like yeah. a little zinger uh, i feel like he's trying to discredit her almost at the same time not trying necessarily to help them as much as to make her look bad like yep you let him get away and to try to knock her down a notch maybe so he can kind of regain some of his footing. It was with the Imperial officers. They're always doing stuff like that. Right. Uh, sure. Always trying to backstab right, each but... other and be pot- the best one 
um, in line for power. So I feel like that might have been some uh, disdain for her. And obviously she's kind of taken a role with the whole investigative thing. And, um, yeah, her and Sabine's fight was kind of kind of cool, too, in the little cell. Yeah, so then to, to address uh, B-Nob's comment, too, about, um, you know, moving the story forward. Yeah, I mean, in the terms of, like, Ezra and Kanan and the Force and dark side, light side, yeah, you didn't get much there. But you are seeing how the Rebellion was formed. Um, you know, the the previous episode, we got to see some of how they're getting their fleets, you know, the Y-Wings, and um, you could assume that's how they get some of the other ships as well. But, um, you know, before then, I didn't know that they were, um, that they got, how they went about trying to get pilots into the Rebellion, right? So um, it's interesting to see them um you know, convert some of the uh, Imperial pilots over to their side. I feel like um, a lot of them are that are defectors. Like yeah. even in some of the books that I've read, a few of the real good pilots are defectors from the empire too. Well, and in rogue one, you know, uh, Bodhi right. is, is a defector. So, and then, um, and so back to, back to your uh, comment to chat about Callus. Um, so a lot of the theory is that, the new fulcrum is actually callus. Um, Seems too easy, but yeah. Well, they think it's him because, um, you know, there's some, obviously there's some disdain for, you know, you, like you mentioned between him and uh, price. I think that's her name. Um, he, you know, he just so happily, you know, let them go. Um, he, you know, was a man's voice for fulcrum. Um, and I'll take it a step further. Okay. Uh, possible spoiler down the road but in in the eu or legends we know that thrawn um is killed by his bodyguard mm. so who's to say that callus down the, the road deed. does the deed interesting so well you don't have to watch the rest of this season everybody brian has figured yep. it out you're welcome and and Darth Vader is Luke's father. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> I, you know, two things about that. Like, I think that they are going to use a fulcrum. I think they'll do the same thing like they did with Ahsoka, and they're going to introduce a, a, a familiar character using that line um, in a way to bring them in, but kind of keep the mystique of it, and, and but keep it, keep it a big reveal at the end. I think so. I think that'd kind of be cheesy if they like, oh, look, now it's so-and-so. You know what I mean? It's Yoda. (laughs) Right. I mean, I'm just saying that's another avenue that they can go. Yeah, you're right. But, I mean, the thing about (laughs) Rebels for me, and maybe it's a part that's like, that, that, like, that's getting to me is, I guess I was raised so much on Star Wars where I knew what the end game was. You know, I grew up watching the prequels where, you know, you knew what the end of the story was. You know what, you knew what, where characters were going to end up, who was going to die, who was going to live. You know, even with the clone, the Clone War series, you knew that it was going to lead up to Revenge of the Sith. You know, you know the ending, and that's kind of what the new twist is now with with the new new uh, trilogy in the saga, and Rebels is you know it's like where 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 are these where are these characters going? You know, what's their end game? So it's kind of a new new era for Star Wars to kind of see where these these characters are gonna are gonna end up. Yeah, man. So, um, so episode four comes out Saturday. I don't remember what the previews were, but I'm sure it's going to be really good. 
Um, you thought Obi Wan was in it. Yeah, I would not not the next episode, but you know, so, um, so I would on uh, after episode three there was a promo that's that I guess has been out for a while, but there's just a quick like shot of um, they're in a land speeder just like you know what Luke had um, back in the day, or I guess in the future now according to this timeline, um, and uh, Kanan's in the passenger side, old dude is driving and. Uh, Ezra's like on the, uh, I don't know, the wing of it or whatever that thing is, one of the engines with his lightsaber out and they're zooming across and, uh, I took a screenshot. I thought it was Obi-Wan. It's not, it's a guy named, I believe Ryder, Patty Bones, uh, from Twitter corrected me and told me that's who it was. And after looking at the bio, I believe she's correct. So you can see me get schooled on Twitter. Um, Heading over yeah. there to like those tweets right away. Right. And, uh, but, you know, hopefully we do get to see Obi-Wan um, later this season. So I believe there's still hope. Um, we still need to find out what's going on with Maul, see what's going to happen with Ezra on the dark side. And, well, uh, they did show that one clip of uh, <laughs> Ezra going to take a uh, whack at Maul. Yeah. So. They showed that. They showed some uh, uh, Ezra and Sabine with their eyes glowing green. Um, which is a sign of the Night Sisters, um, uh, if you're familiar with them. So, seems like at some point that'll uh, that'll come to play. So, um, next this next week's episode is called Hera's Heroes, um, and they actually consider the first episode two separate episodes. Yeah, because it was an hour long. Yeah. So, yeah, just if you're looking it up or want to find out, you know. This yeah. pat, the one we're talking about now, was actually episode four. So. Yeah, it's getting confusing because even if you look online, people are calling it episode three. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but you are right. Um, I know. Yeah, as usual, Chad. As usual, <laughs> you know your Vikings are uh, what? What's the score now? Five and zero. Five and zero. You know, you got a team in the entire. Your, goat, your beard is looking, you know, marvelous. Um, you know, I mean, never better. So, yeah. uh, All right. yeah, just, you're welcome. let's just end the podcast now. It's can't get any better than that. <laughs> or weirder. Um, oh, that too. So, uh, yeah, I think that wraps up rebels. Unless you guys got anything to add. <clears throat> I like that show a lot. All right. Um, just watching it. So let's move on to some more news. Obi-Wan Kenobi or for McGregor. Um, heard, heard of him too. Yeah, he uh, he was on the red carpet talking about his uh, his directional or uh, directorial debut for American Pastoral. Um, no idea what the, that movie's about, but anyways, of course, anywhere he goes, Star Wars is brought up, and someone asked him about uh, Star Wars and Obi Wan, and he said. I've always thought there was a story to tell between my last one and Alec Guinness, uh, his first one. It would be fun to film that story now. I'm older. I'd be the right age. I'm 45. Alec Guinness was uh, around 60. I could do two of them. So um, that's basically all he said. So now headlines everywhere. He's Obi-Wan. trying to yeah. plug. Yeah, I know. But yeah. he's trying everywhere he goes, he makes a plug for that Obi-Wan movie. That yeah, well, right. Lucas so now the headlines Disney. are available. Yeah, the headlines I'm everywhere. Ewan, Ewan McGregor wants to do a Obi-Wan movie. So, you know, right. I don't think it's going to happen. He's been saying that since The Force Awakens came out. 
yeah. once he figured out that they're going to make spinoff movies, he was like, hey, Obi-Wan, I'm good for one. That'd now he's saying good. good for two. That'd be cool. Be I mean, I will say it no, is refreshing to have an actor that's done a Star Wars movie actually be happy about it and want to do more. Um, aside from, like, you know, Mark Hamill. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't, it's not going to happen. I mean, would, what would you prefer? A Maul, Obi-Wan, Showdown, and Rebels? Or a movie for itself? Live-action movie for itself? Um, I think they're going to do it in Rebels, so... Yeah, Obi-Wan movie could be boring if he's just on Tatooine all the time. I think they've already done that, um, you know, and I, I may have been for it before, but the more I think about it, it's kind of, it's kind of been done. So you see him in all the prequels, and then obviously we get old Obi Wan. You'd be like Obi Wan going to the, the cantina, originals. getting a drink, and going on the podcast, <laughs> pod racing, and betting. Yeah, just like a reality show, Obi Wan reality show. <laughs> yeah, it's like covering yeah. the camera. Don't look at me. <laughs> Um, all right, so there's that. And then a little other piece of news in the comic book world. Um, uh, Bina, in one of our comic book talks, was discussing that uh, there was a classified uh, Star Wars comic uh, that will be released at some point. And uh, they've, re- they've announced what that comic is. It is uh, Dr. Aphra. So those that read the Star Wars comic books will know she is from the Darth Vader comics, um, which Darth Vader this week just came to an end um, of that comic run. But she was, uh, did we see her first in episode four or episode? uh, Issue uh, three. Issue three. So issue three of Darth Vader is her first appearance. Um, but she's going to have her own comic book run. I don't know how long it's going to be, um, but it's going to hit the shelves in December. Um, and she's gained, uh, she's gained a, a, a wide uh, range of fans. Um, so she'll be joined by two droids, um, evil droids, Triple uh, Zero and BT-1. Um, we'll be with her in this comic. So she is a... Um, archaeologist right chad um i guess so yeah she uh she searches the galaxy for rare artifacts basically um but i won't ruin um i think chad's gonna have some more about her um because she kind of had a uh a big moment in the last issue of darth vader issue number 25 that kind of basically sets up the stage for her new comic um, that comes out in December. Um, and I will point out though, she is the first non-canon comic book or a non-canon character to have a comic book, right? Because so when I say canon, I mean original canon, right? Because she came straight from the comics, um, and now she has her own her own uh, series. So. All right, let's move on to Searching the Archives. Worthy of recognition in the archives of the Jedi Order. The advantage of old archive data. Perhaps the archives are incomplete. If an item does not appear in our records, it does not exist. Bring me the archive data. 
Okay, well, as Brian mentioned, uh, Darth Vader 25 has come out this pre- this week. Uh, it is the last comic for the running Darth Vader uh, series. I do believe we'll still see Vader, and maybe they'll do another series with him, but um, it's the last one for this storyline. So I did mention a few weeks back, uh, the more recent, uh, another issue of the Vader podcast, or Vader podcast, Vader comic, uh, where he was confronting, I would uh, I would listen to a Vader podcast. I'm edit that part out because that's that's an idea that I'm going to take that because it was mine, the Vader podcast. Yeah. Anyway, so is we're just play we'll just play sound clips of James Earl Jones for the entire half hour. That's all it is. Yeah, or if you run out of those, then you can use like Barry White. Oh, maybe it's like Vader okay. singing, or I could just wheeze. Sort of. Yeah, no, you, you just know, have breathing the whole going. time, like yeah. in the background noise. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so we and eat, and you eat a lot of gogurts. <laughs> oh my word! We're not gonna let that go. <laughs> Obsessed. So last time we talked about the Vader comic, he had defeated uh, two of Silo's, you know, cybernetic people uh, with the lightsabers, and then Silo had tried to basically had the kill switch for Vader's suit because he was involved in making it. And it froze Vader to his knees, and he had his internal struggle with himself um, as Vader and young, An- young Anakin, and they fought, and he killed himself, basically. And that's where I think you know, we are. We discussed that Anakin was destroyed. Um, this takes up pretty much right after that, um, and Vader is after Silo himself. And he is, you know, the Emperor previously has said to take care of him. And if I think the Emperor thought, well, if Vader is killed, then I move on and I take someone else's apprentice because he's not worthy anymore. Uh, But we know Vader, that didn't happen. So Vader had gotten onto his ship and was chasing down Silo. And if you recall, Silo had created duplicates of himself. So if his body was killed, he would reawaken in another clone body of his his own um, and still be able to carry on all the memories and everything like that. So the ships that Silo has, they look like giant whales, like whales from the ocean with like cybernetics, yeah. like uh, like the Avengers, right? You remember those things that came out of the portal in the Avengers? That was kind of, I thought the ship's kind of lame. That's kind of what they look like. Um, so he's in those and they're, so they're, they're organic creatures, but they have cybernetics and he controls them for, with those cybernetics and all the computer stuff. So Vader's in his advanced TIE fighter chasing down these whale ships. And he blows up a couple. Um, the executor, his Star Destroyer, asks him if he needs help. He says, never. As in, I never need help. Leave me alone. And so Silo's starting to panic. He knows he's, he says he's never going to stop. He's going to keep coming until he kills us. Jump to hyperspace. Um, and just as he's able to do that, uh, Vader blows a hole into one of the whale things and lands his TIE fighter inside of it right as it goes to light speed. So he's on board um, as they're traveling through light speed, and they know that. Um, and he sends all these guards and basically an army to stop Vader. And Vader just easily, like, like a hot knife through butter, just wipes them out, just kills them. Um, and he realizes, Silo realizes he's in trouble. So he awakens all of his body doubles. They come out of the, the goo that they're stored in, and they all have his consciousness at the same time, which they don't really 
you know explain how that's possible you just go with it it's a comic book um and they and they have this little discussion about silo says aren't you jealous you know you have to live your into you're trapped inside your prison of a suit where i've perfected myself and my body and i can live on numerous times he says aren't you jealous he says the only thing i'm jealous of is that i what did i'm gonna get how he says um he says you're wrong uh well here let me go back because <clears throat> it's pretty good it says you're trapped in your broken form while i'm immortal these wonderful machines giving me as many lives as i need Astro asks if he's jealous he says, you're wrong silo that i can kill you repeatedly is by far your most appealing trait and he kills every single one of his body doubles he just straight up murders them there there's fire for some reason like one of them had a flamethrower so you know flamethrower in space that's always good so he kills them all. He, he gets to the bridge where the the main guy, you know, where the last version of him is. Um, and he talks about how his achievements were great. He transcended, you know, the laws of the force and has been able to make himself immortal. Um, and he said, Vader threatens and says, I will make you ash. You will find you will fly into the sun. And he try. It looks like Vader's trying to do like a mind trick or a controlling thing on Silo. But Silo's brain is protected from force trickery, he calls it. And then as as Silo says, you can't control, you can't change my mind or do anything to me. My brain is, is protected. He goes, I wasn't trying to speak to your brain. And he turns around and just walks away. And then it shows the brain of the ship that he's on, the whale cybernetic ship. And he realizes Vader just took over his, its mind and basically flew it directly into a star. And Vader gets off his the, in his TIE fighter just as a two-page spread artwork shows this whale ship flying into the middle of the sun and just burns up into nothingness. So that's the very beginning. That's not even the good part of this comic, I don't think. But that, he's dispensed of his, his job. His mission is over. He comes back to the Emperor. And if you've been reading um, the Star Wars comic... We find that Leia has actually saved Afra from dying, um, and she has escaped. However, from Leia with Triple Zero and BD, uh, has kind of reused their programming to help her escape. And she thought, "I'll go to the Emperor. I'll tell him all the stuff Vader's been doing. He's been trying to create his own little army. He's been trying to find out, you know, what we think. He's been trying to find out who Luke is, where who that pilot was." But he also has kind of, you know, been doing his own thing without the Emperor knowing about it. And so he shows up to tell the Emperor that Silo's dead. Um, and then asks if there's anything else he needs him to do. And he says, I was hoping for a full report, but your aid has been most helpful in filling in the gaps. And there's Aphra standing right next to the Emperor in his iconic chair with the window at his back looking out into space. Um, and says, you know, why didn't you ever introduce him to your boss? He's a, he's a swell person, this this emperor guy. And so the emperor proceeds to say all the things that Vader's was doing on the down low. And Aphra thinks, man, you're in trouble. The emperor's going to be real, real angry with you. And instead of being angry, the emperor says, most impressive. He said, you let your anger and pride guide you into the darkest places. That is our way, Lord Vader. All you did in the shadows is most pleasing to me. You did everything. You are everything I could have hoped for. And then he, as he walks out, he says, "I'm sure you'll need some words with Doctor Afra. Meet me on the bridge afterwards." 
<laughs> so Afra thinks she's gonna just like save herself, and he, the Emperor, is like, "Yeah, Vader, you were trying to trick me, and eventually try to kill me. Good job. You are evil, and that is exactly what I want from you." And so Vader says, "Walk with me." Like you ever had a, a professor or a boss, or or someone who thought they're a lot more powerful than you, want to talk to you and say, "Walk with me." <laughs> You, you know you're getting it. And so she's walking with him, and you can see the fear in her eyes. And she's just babbling, trying to, like, I... Okay, so here's the thing. I, I, I thought you would just get a slap on the wrist, and but it saved my life. He really likes you, and you're real strong. And so I actually did you a favor by telling him all those things, because now he really trusts you. So So don't kill me, okay? And he goes, walks up to an airlock, and all he says, the only words he says the entire time she talks is enter when they get to the airlock. And she says, no, you promised it'd be the saber, quick and clean. And he force pushes her into the airlock. She's Well, so to, to back up on that, that's from uh, issue four, I think, where she kind of makes a joke like, yeah, you're probably going to kill me one day. You know, just promise me it's going to be a, a lightsaber. And not, you know, and not be jettisoned out into space. I can't, I wouldn't be able to, you know, the thought makes me cringe or something like yeah. that. So that, yeah, that's a call that's back, a to that. back to that. And yeah. Vader, Vader says no words. Like he doesn't talk to her at all. All he has said is enter. He force, force throws her into the airlock. She yells, your promise, you promise. And he says, I promised you nothing. And he slams the door shut. And she continues to scream at him. You can't do this. Not like this. Please not like this. And he hits the airlock button, and poof, out into space she jettisons. And he just walks away, heartless, uncaring Darth Vader. Then Darth Vader proceeds to have uh, a conversation with uh, General, or yeah, General, Grand General Tag, uh, the one general who says uh, in, yeah, in episode four where he says you can't scare us with your sorcerers, you know, tales. No one believes in that. That religion anymore and he force chokes him and then uh tarkin says release him that guy he goes and talks to him and the emperor says i've talked to Gen- general tag and we've come to a decision due to the obvious failures in his command he is to be demoted starting immediately he is to cede all control into your hands talking to vader he says the fleet will be yours the executor will be yours i leave you to educate your subordinates about this brave new era and so you know what's going to happen right Tag tries to explain all the good things he's done, just like Afro was, Dr. Afro was. As soon as he's done with his many words of, I am I'm did the right thing, Vader Force chokes him to death on the spot, lifts him off the ground, breaks his neck and drops him to the floor and walks off. As he walks off, he has another conversation with somebody else that is uh, supposed to kind of take his place. And then he goes and stares out the window into space. And then we have this Michelangelo Sistine Chapel moment where Vader has the space. He's, it's a profile picture of him. The space behind him is dark, is black and red. And Vader reaches his hand out and does just nothingness, like he's just reaching. And then it shows Luke re- reaching up towards his hand. And it shows Luke and Vader, Luke's hand and Vader's black glove hand coming close in contact just like the Sistine Chapel and Vader says soon and that is the end 
of Vader's comic. So it's kind of a cool story. I mean, it just ties up all the loose ends. It kills off uh, Tag. Everybody. It kills off everybody. <laughs> um, seemingly kills off Dr. Afra. It puts him on his mission to find Luke and to, you know, obviously um, make Luke be his apprentice so that they can rule the galaxy and, and do what he wanted to do as Anakin. Then it has a prologue. It shows Afra, Dr. Afra, floating in space. There's an asteroid flying by. The executor flies away. And this little asteroid, there's a hole opens on the asteroid. And a little ship comes out. And B, uh, uh, not R2-D2, BT and Triple Zero are talking about, I don't know how long a human can survive in a, in a hard vacuum. She's probably already dead anyway. And they basically shoot out a little grappling hook. Haul her in onto the ship, and she's still alive. <laughs> Should have chose the right? lightsaber. She's not. What? What do they talk about? Something though with the black, uh, the black sun gang or something. They say something. There's some. Well, the, something she used to revive herself. Well, yeah, she's, that they stole. They ask her, "Are you still alive?" She says, "Yes, you can have your stolen ignits back, Carsetan." Uh, the the Wookie the Wookie bounty hunter Black Karstan is yeah. there. She says you can have your uh, ignorance back. I have to admit, and and she's got him in her jacket, like inside her jacket. So I don't know if they kept her warm or something. But Triple uh, Zero says ridiculous. I have to admit I'm impressed having Master Vader eject you into space and refusing uh, reusing the equipment from the Sun Tool Pride robbery to retrieve you. Elegantly done. So I'm guessing maybe that was like a tracking device or something. The stuff she had, the ignorance. And yeah. she says, what can I say? Crush The crushing fear of imminent death is a great motivator. Only way he let me go is if he thought I was dead. Only way he'd think I was dead is if he'd kill me. And then Triple Zero says, of course, I might have uh, always used the saber. She said, he's Darth Vader. He was never going to be kind. And so she basically says, let me get me into the back to tank. That was fun. Let's never do it again. Then they fly off into light speed, and then we find that uh, there will be a another comic Doctor Afro later. So you know the what's funny is um, for those that saw the Rebels episode where Maul ejects yeah. Kanan out into space, um, there was a lot of uh, there's a lot of disdain for that. Um, you know how can he survive? So and he's a and Jedi, so, so I can kind of see that. And he's a Jedi. Yeah, so okay, the force, sure. you know, whatever. But now you no. have her and it she's, is kinda like it's not Come like she on. just went out and immediately went into another ship. No. She's floating in outer space for a right. while. Like Star yeah. Lord and Guardians right, of the Galaxy. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. They they gotta stop doing that. Um I, I know the whole thing you know, it's again, I realize this all fantasy and and so on and so forth you know but uh you know, we maybe on. we have That's just been just misled ridiculous. maybe outer space without protection really isn't that bad maybe the radiation and the sub-zero temperatures and uh, the no pressure <clears throat> actually won't kill you well i did see um i don't know if you guys ever watch on youtube the uh the rebels uh what is that thing like that's it's like the rebels it's like the after show yeah, kind of thing star wars show um, or whatever. and uh yeah and um 
but I think it's like Rebels Unclassified yeah, yeah. or something. But anyway, they um, the the lady asked. Uh, she reads Twitter uh, questions in one segment of it to Pablo mm-hmm. Hidalgo, um, who um, you know is in charge of one of the guys that's in charge of the Star Wars stories. But um, they asked the question though: How could it? How is it possible that Kanan survived out in space? And he said, and we'd have to Google this, but well, there's new research that you know um, scientists think it's possible for someone to be alive for about 19 seconds out in the vacuum of space. But even still, I mean, okay, Kanan, sure. possibly. Her? Dr. Nah. Afra, No. But this isn't but, scientifically uh, accurate, obviously. Yeah. Because if that were the case, lightsabers, so. there you can't stop the point. It just goes, it's, there's no end point to it. So. Well, this is true. This is true. So Yeah, so anyway, good issue. Way, I mean, if, you, if you have not read the Vader yeah. comics, they obviously are in trade paperback, meaning... They come out in a book that has like six issues per book. Um, usually, I think they're selling them for like fifteen dollars versus you know five or six bucks per book. You can get caught up with. I think there'll be probably five volumes of them. Um, I would highly, highly recommend buying those and just having them for uh, your Star Wars paraphernalia. So, what you know, you mentioned before, you think they'll do more uh, Vader comics. Do you think? The next grouping will be in between A New Hope and, um, or no, I guess it would be in between Empire and Return yeah, of the Jedi. Yeah, it depends right? on what they do with the main Star Wars line. Uh, Vader sells too well for Marvel to just let it be. Uh, you know, I mean, just yeah. the strict money making of it, it does well. Um, and, and the comic has been good. You know, the writing's been good, the art has been good. Um, so if they have storylines that are comparable as far as, you know, telling a good story. I don't see why they wouldn't continue it. Will it go all the way to the... I guess, like I said, it depends on what Star Wars, the main Star Wars one does. They have not announced an end issue for that one. So maybe they'll take that one right up to Empire and then pick that up after and then bring in another Vader title. I don't know. But I would be very surprised if they don't do something with Vader later. Uh, Vader later. That could be the title of the episode if you did that. (laughs) And and for those who don't know, again, Chad uh, is owner of a comic book shop as well on Canon Comics. So I mean, he's a, he's a bit of an authority on on comics. So um, take that. <laughs> I I read a lot of them. That's that's about my authority. So. Yeah. So, be now be gonna get into this comic world or what, man? Um. Yeah, I like pictures. <laughs> how how <laughs> dare you? There's words. <laughs> Sentences, letters. I like pictures. Um, pictures are nice. But again, it, it is uh, it is canon, so if that means anything to you, if you care about the Star Wars story, you should want to get as much canon as, as you can. So, um, All right. Uh, hey, you know, I want to back up to something um, before we get into the next segment. Uh, back to Wedge and Tilly's in, in the Rebels episode. Um, Chad, because I know you were, you know, you're big into the books. Um you know, um, aftermath wedge is in aftermath, Correct. right? And he, so there's, I was, uh, saw online. Some people were talking about this. I, there's a part in aftermath where he talks about the empire took someone that he loved or killed someone that he loved or something okay. to that effect. I vaguely remember do you that, guys, that clearly. Do you guys think that could be Sabine? Hmm. 
Hmm. Interesting. Maybe. So yeah, it's a he's definitely much younger. I, in, I mean, a lot younger in Rebels. You know, the, I would say he's yeah. like that nineteen, twenty, twenty something, early twenties age. So yeah, no, right. that's interesting. I'm talking about that. You know, because I mean, who would it be? But because you would figure you're still going to see him in some of the Rebels. I don't think he's going to sure. be on every week, but. Uh, you would you would continue to see that, but there could be a love interest there. You never know. Huh. Um, and then also the Ahsoka book uh, has that come no, it out comes yet? out in November. <coughs> yep, November. Um, okay, so when that comes out, are oh, we yeah. going to get that? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, we expect there'll also be report. a Rogue One Catalyst book, which is kind of like the precursor to the Rogue One movie as well. Oh, uh, that December. Come out? Not, don't know off the top of my head. Before the 16th, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, Chad. That was good stuff. Moving right along. Uh, a new segment. have no idea what it is, but it is called Skywalker Sound. Right. Skywalker B-Nam. Sound. Um, yeah. That's actually a branch off of the Skywalker Ranch. Um, there's a guy named Ben Burt. Have you guys heard of him? Yeah, just now you said his name. I heard it. So Yeah, yeah I've heard of him. Brian, have you ever heard of Ben Burt? No. Ben, ben Burt. Bober, I've heard of. <laughs> ben Burt. Uh, you guys don't watch any of the prequel uh, prequel DVD extras? At Wait. All? Okay. Let's let's oh, take yeah. I, I need, I let's take these to, two uh, words that you just put together that should never be put together ever. The word prequels, referring to Star Wars, and extras. Extra prequels? Nah, I don't need any of that. <laughs> Haters are gonna hate, but uh, yeah. If you guys are interested in in, uh, in seeing a lot of Hayden Christensen oh, interviews boy. and uh, and a lot of there, blue, now the truth comes I'm, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have <laughs> to leave this podcast out. right now and go put those in. Uh, Woo! And a lot of and a lot of blue and green man, screen. Oh man! Uh, check out the pre. <laughs> check out the prequel. Here's my plug for the prequels. Uh, special. Uh, I don't know, I don't know why features. I've never watched them before. <laughs> if you want to hear if you want to see George Lucas demand people around for 30 <laughs> minutes so go watch the extras yeah. um, but there's a man named Ben Burt Ben Burt is uh, in charge of Skywalker Sounds or was I don't know if he currently is but he is the man behind the. he is the genius behind making some of the um, famous Star Wars sounds that we made or hear um, throughout the series so um, I'm going to have you guys take a couple guesses tonight, and then we're going to reveal. Some of them, you wouldn't even expect it. Um, but I'm going to start off by uh, with the biggest shocker. I'm going to start off with the biggest shocker first. But General Grievous's cough is somebody in Star Wars, cast or crew, but his cough is not the actor's voice, but it's somebody very close connected to Star Wars and the caster crew. Who are your guesses on who does General Grievous's Carrie voice? Fisher. Uh, I mean, hit his call. After after <laughs> her smoking for the day, she's went through her three packs, and they record her coughing for good, real. Actually. It's her real cough. That's what she so, really sounds like. Great, great guess, Brian. So you're saying it's someone that was in the prequels or someone from it, the original? It's somebody trilogy? in the cast or crew of Star Wars. Uh, no idea. 
I don't even have a guess. Just take a guess, Brian. Come on. Be a guess for us. Yep, there you go. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. Was it George Lucas? It was George Good Lucas. Job. Nice guess. Oh. So he was the one behind the great coffee. Yeah, that was General great, Beavis. all right. That's what annoyed uh, me most was his coughing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was George Lucas. George Lucas also uh, was a uh, extra in the movie. Uh, he was outside the opera, that weird opera part with uh, Anakin Darth Palpatine. Talk. Yeah. Where he, where he says that famous line, uh, not so much a die. Um, which is really great. Um, he gives the whole Plagueis thing. Snoke. Oh, whoa. For those Snoke whoa. people out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, he did the cough behind General Grievous. Cool. Moving right along. Uh, the breathing, Darth Vader's breathing. You guys want to take a guess on where that came from? Scuba gear or something mm-hmm. like that. Is that what you're saying? How they made the noise? Right. I uh, think some... It was like a regulator from a scuba. They just had some asthmatic wheeze into a microphone, and then they changed the speed of it. Uh, Brian is correct again. Two for two tonight. Wow. Uh, It was a regulator on a scuba breathing apparatus, and they just breathe in it a bunch of different ways. Um, Next one, Brian, let's see if you can uh, keep your record here. Uh, The sound... Of the pod racers. Uh, I don't think I'm going to get this The one. microwave. Um. <laughs> Come on. I don't know. I feel like I've heard it, but I can't think of what it was. Um, it was the sounds from different engines from different types of uh, race cars. Or uh, sports cars, so like one has has the base of like a Mustang engine, the other one has like a Porsche engine uh, base sound, and then they use the sound synthesizer and a wavetable chopper to make make it come to life. But that's kind of cool how each of them has like their own base. You know, one could be a Porsche, one could be a Mustang. You know, but different sports cars factored into how it differently sounded from one pod racer cool. to the other. Very cool for you car people out there. Um, the growling and howling from Chewbacca. It's a camel and, uh, and it's like a couple other animals uh, too. It's like a bear. I know a bear's in there. Mm, camel is for sure A there. hungry fat lady. Hungry fat lady. Um, mm. Yeah, a bunch of different animals. Most notably bears, badgers, and walruses. Badger, 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 badger. (laughs) Snake. All right. Google it. And then our last one for tonight. The battle sounds from a lightsaber. Do you guys want to take a guess on that one? I can't remember if it was a lightsaber or the blasters where they went out to the high tension wires that hold up like radio towers and hit it with a wrench. That's a blaster. not yeah. the blasters. Um, oh, I can't remember. Thirty-five millimeter film and yeah, a microphone passing, passing by um, a TV. 
Explain explain yeah, was, that. Uh, so the the thirty five millimeter film, it's like when you turn the projector on. Okay. The that hum is like the hum of the okay. lightsaber. Yeah. And, and, and then, then when uh, the microphone to the screen, it's the feedback that comes off that bounces off t- gotcha. the TV okay. from the cool. microphone. I never knew that. I think that's the clash actually for when the microphone in front of the TV. Huh. Right, it's from the feedback. But I think it's kind of cool just because these guys Making are you new know sounds really. Right, they're just like so like just I don't know. I think I would enjoy that all day, like tapping on things and recording it and. And not, with it to kind of come and they didn't do that sound. digitally either, right? That was all analog. That was like they didn't have yeah, computers right. to then. mess with that yeah. stuff. That's pretty cool. Real impressive. Real smart people. Yeah, very smart people. Very creative people. So I feel like this was uh, interesting indeed. Yeah, just with a different name. Kind of was. Segment, you know, that's good. It only sounds. Yeah, it was, but you know, we I just like it. I yeah, like only it. sounds, but. All right. Well, that was, but it all uh, is cool. interesting indeed. Mm. <laughs> well, let's move on to the Do question it. of the day. Let's do it. Okay. The question of the day. The question of the day is something that I found very hilarious, but it comes from the Star Wars uh, Instagram. Uh, I don't know if you guys follow Star Wars on Instagram. Uh, it's like StarWars.com, but they post some pretty cool stuff, and they, uh, you know, have posts for when special things come out, people's birthdays, etc. But they had a question where they posted a photo of um, Luke and Yoda on Dagobah. And the question that they had on their Instagram was, how would you describe the Force to someone who knows nothing about Star Wars? Um, some pretty funny comments. Obviously, somebody made a jab at midichlorians and Force chokes. And uh, a couple, you know, various Yoda quotes, you know, to make, to make an easy explanation. But... If you were trying to explain the Force to somebody, maybe a young child or somebody who'd never seen Star Wars before, how would you describe the Force? Go ahead, Chad. <laughs> Break it down. Uh, well, I guess you'd almost have to use the way they explain it in, like, the way they explain it to Luke, right? Because Luke had never heard of it. Luke didn't really know what it was. And what the way Obi-Wan explains it is that it's 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 everywhere, it's all around you. It makes up the trees. It makes up the rocks. It makes up us. Um, and it, it listens and it, it guides us. It gives us instructions if we listen for it. Um, and it can help you do amazing things. So it's, it's an all-knowing force. It's just it's there. It exists and it's in everything. And if you are trained and shown how to acknowledge and listen for it, it can, it can help you do many things things like lift starships or jump real high trick people's minds you know all the fun stuff you'd want to do brian yeah i mean i think you have to go with um you know the way yeah the way obi-wan explains it or even the way you know yoda explains it too the force The Force is what gives the Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us and penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us. 
and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. Yes, and even between the land and the ship. Kind of the same thing. It surrounds us. It, it binds everything together, and it's... Um, but if I was explaining it to my kid, I'd say, you know, it's a something you can't see. It's it's kind of like an energy that surrounds everything, and and there are people that can tap into that energy energy and and use it for good or use it for bad, right? They can bend the force to their will, per se. Yeah. So. How about you, Beanob? So there you go. Yeah. Uh, I guess I would just take elements from yours, but just kind of consolidated down to a sentence or two but just in a an invisible energy source that guides and directs you and empowers you um empowers you with uh special abilities yeah nailed it also many also midichlorians oh no 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 <laughs> Don't do it. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up episode 16. Thank you for uh, coming along. We appreciate it. Be sure to check out our Facebook page, uh, Star Wars Rant Podcast on Facebook. Um, and check out our Twitter, at Star Wars Rant on Twitter. Follow us. And uh, we would appreciate that. So, um, Chad and Beanob, I appreciate you guys coming on again tonight, as you do weekly. You're welcome. <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs>